Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And we once again welcome back the guys from Two Chunks and a Hunk, the movie discussion podcast that you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Guys, I'm not going to be rude and say your name for you. Would you like to say your name starting alphabetical order? Introduce yourselves, please. Carter. Doge. Jordan. Great job. Yay! <laughs> I was like, I was like on Doge, your name is Justin and you don't go before me. And then I remember that that's... <laughs> Carter's name Might is well. John. That's true. For you. true. Just, just three <laughs> go just, before me. Just three cool J's. Podcasting <laughs> our little hearts out. Podcasting away. Man. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us. If anybody listening missed the previous episode, Doge did a great job explaining the biology of a Dilophosaurus named Dylan and whether or not Nedry's hood impacted his death or caused his death, sort of. So go back and listen to that. But for now, we're going to listen to a theory chosen by Jordan. Jordan, take it away. <laughs> I'd love to. I have something a little unorthodox prepared for today. I hope that's oh. okay. Oh, yes. A song. It is. Is I'm it a song? It's a song. Can I get a C? <laughs> I'd like to start as normal. I'd like to start with the Reddit theories, but I'd, I'd like to take us somewhere if that's okay. If everybody can Absolutely. trust me and hang Absolutely. on for the ride, on I'd like journey. to go somewhere. Yeah, I trust so, you. So um, what I'd like to start with is uh, the theory from Reddit posted by user CMFrank32, title of the post. White Goodman from Dodgeball is Tony Perkis from Heavyweights. This is what, uh, what CMFrank32 had to say. These are his words. Their words. This is far more than simply the fact that they were played by the same actor. Let's look at the two films. Heavyweights. Tony Perkis, former fitness instructor, takes over a fat camp, in quotes. Through the course of the film, we learn about Tony's early life, how he was 319 pounds at age 12, had low self-esteem, bad skin, and no self-respect. We learn he was educated by private tutors and that his father, Tony Perkis Sr., is a wealthy, self-made man. We learn Tony Perkis Jr. was left to fend for himself at some point. We also learned that Tony had almost zero interaction with other kids growing up. In these revelations, we are painted a picture of a man dealing with some deep-seated issues of self-worth and projecting those issues onto the campers. His behavior in the film makes sense, but we also get to find out that he hates the concept of ugliness, fatness, and the idea of not being in shape. He attempts to motivate the campers with such lines as, I know each and every one of you because I was you. Oh, beautiful. That, feel, that felt good I thought coming it was out. I didn't yeah. know if it... Oh yeah, yeah. Just a YouTube is Tony is Tony in the room with us now? Can we speak with Tony? <laughs> I think I'm him. He also <laughs> tends to get common knowledge things wrong, like when he talks about Icarus and gets Sisyphus and Icarus combined. Did you ever hear the story of Icarus who continually rolled the ball up the hill? But when he got too close, the ball melted in the heat of the sun. You're all like Icarus. <laughs> he truly he truly believes that fat kids have no value. Time to wake up, campers. Today is evaluation day. The keyword here is value. Do you have any? Not yet, but before summer's <laughs> over, this camp's going to be filled with skinny winners. <laughs> In the film, skinny Tony, wieners? Skinny wieners? In the film, Tony loses to the fat kids at camp, effectively losing to the fat people that he hates, remembering himself as a fat kid. By the way, don't know if I mentioned this yet, double featured both of these to prepare. Heavyweights, rules. I mean, <laughs> all timer. Such a good movie. When I realized oh, the impact yes, that Paul Feig had on The Office, 
Mm-hmm. And then, and seeing him on like uh, Joel McHale show, on Joel McHale show and whatnot, and I finally put two and two together that he is the crazy counselor out there. I'm just a love machine. Yeah, I. There's so much that I love. Uh, Callie and I had a beta fish named Lars, <laughs> and uh, we operated on the body system. Every day with Lars, Very good. he was well fed, taken care of. I do it, do it, Lars. Let's do it, do it. I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Let's um, <laughs> talk dodgeball. In this film, we're introduced to White Goodman, an egotistical owner of Globo Gym, looking to take over a rival gym, Average Joe's. We learned that White was once a very large, fat man that started working out and turned into the svelte man he is today. He founded Globo Gym with a large inheritance from his father, Earl Goodman. He hates the concept of normalcy or fatness so much that he declares in his slogan, at Globo Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. (laughs) White is also completely out of touch with how people interact. The lines, Joni loves Chachi, to be continued, naming his employees or giving them titles such as Blade, Laser, Blazer, (laughs) etc. His entire interactions with Michelle, all signs point to a man completely out of touch with reality and unable to form basic social connections. He's also completely incapable of common knowledge things, such as thinking King Midas had silver. Stick it in your ear, Lafleur. I wouldn't sell you your gym back for all of King Midas' silver. The gym is mine, (laughs) so you can take your band of yellow-bellied losers and just crawl on out of here. (laughs) At the end of the movie, we see him attempting to bribe Peter into giving up his gym, but it backfires, and we get to watch White Goodman go back to the grossly overweight guy living in a situation where he laments his life and wallows in his own cynicism and self-pity. So how do they connect? After his defeat at Camp Hope, Tony Perkis Sr. swooped in and took the camp away from Tony Perkis Jr. Tony then fell into a depressive, self-pitying state and couldn't cope with the fact that the fat kids bested him. He spent the years after losing Camp Hope getting fat and hating himself. Then... His dad, Tony Perkis Sr., died. With his dad's death, Tony had a wake-up call about his own death as well as inheriting a bunch of money from his father. Tony went on a weight-loss diet and decided to start working out. Eventually, he decided his dream of a weight-loss video was not as profitable as a gym, and he decided to take his dad's money to open up Globo Gym. The only problem? The Perkis name. He couldn't reinvent the Perkis system. (laughs) Or people with such a good name. (laughs) Or people would remember the fiasco at Camp Hope, so he reinvented himself. He changed his name to White Goodman. He is white, and remember, he has very limited social interactions, so he figures this is a fine name. Wants to appeal to a general audience. Good man. He's a good man. The name works. He started referring to his father as Earl instead of Tony, and he opens up Globo Gym. While Tony, white slash Tony, my apologies, must further his goals of defeating fatness, ugliness, and normalcy. This is all that he hates about himself, so that his tagline for Globo Gym becomes, we're better than you and we know it. He has no self-esteem and must obtain it from others. Dodgeball is essentially a sequel to Heavyweights, detailing the continuing downfall of white slash Tony. That's pretty thick. It's wow. a thick theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I, I like it a lot. CM Frank thirty two Reddit user CM Frank thirty two. Those are all their words, and CM Frank thirty two. If if somehow you end up listening to me, read your comment. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. I'd like to try something. Okay. okay. I think I have a better theory. Oh. I'd like okay. to still rate this one. Okay. But I'd love if at the end we could decide where mine stacks against it. Yes. I love that. That okay. sounds great. That's fair. So there are, there's some comments on this one. They talk about different things, but essentially there's 
and I don't think it's actually in this list of comments, but I saw, I, I looked up the original post and there's a comment talking about the time gap and about how the time doesn't make sense. Dodgeball, uh, there's an ad at the very beginning for Globo Gym that says, in 1987, I weighed, you know, however many pounds, and six years later, I looked like this, mm-hmm. or I look like this. People were saying the movie takes place in 1993, and at that point, I thought my, my theory was shot because Heavyweights takes place in 1995, but no. Mm. We're good, because <laughs> at the very beginning of this movie, Peter LaFleur gets a call from a video rental store letting him know that there are four DVDs past due, and... They talk about Lance Armstrong being a five-time Tour de France winner. Whoa. Not yet, baby. Not yet. <laughs> Not in 1995, Not yet. they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's like 2003, 2004 at the earliest. Therefore, mm-hmm. I present to you my alternative theory. All right, let's hear it. I think that White Goodman is the real name of this gentleman. I do not think Tony Perkis came first. I believe that White Goodman is the estranged and erstwhile son of, I'm going to go with probably a state senator, somebody high up in government (laughs) (laughs) with a lot of money. (laughs) And I think that White never really meshed well with that world. He wanted to snack. He wanted to relax. He wanted not to fight back. But instead, (laughs) all he ever got was flack. And I believe in my heart that the only option White Goodman found was the solace of working out, opening a gym, and becoming a mogul. And his dad was finally proud of him, which helps, I think. But around the time that he wanted to go worldwide as a phenomenon, his dad said, I can't have my son. I'm running for president right now. I can't have my son running some fat camp. That's embarrassing. Okay, Dad. One step ahead of you. Nom de plume. I'll change it. I'll change my name right here, right now. Tony Perkis, because I'm going to have those kids perking right up. It's going to feel great. (laughs) He records the video. It does not go well. Dad has to come in. Nope. He hires an actor. That's why they're so cold, so distant. When Tony is finally picked up, from the camp because they are burying this story. It can't make global news. That's political suicide. So instead, he goes to a rehab facility. He works his way back into his father's good graces. He continues to run Globo Gym from the shadows. Till the late 90s, when everything cools off a little bit, he's able to step back into the fluorescent light of the gym. He works out, and then all of a sudden, who's that knocking on his door? but just some regular nerd like the entire fat camp that chose to fight back against him. And I think that is the animosity that White Goodman presents in Dodgeball. It's not simply, you're not good enough, you're not strong enough. It's, I already did this once. Mm. I'll teach you the same lesson twice. (laughs) And he fails yet again. (laughs) <laughs> and his father's political career goes up in smoke. Mm. It's all over. Dang. Kaput. Wow. Because it, it was all have, on. Wow. Now we have two theories. Yeah. To, it, uh, it all went yeah. out on the Ocho, ESPN Ocho, so everyone would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all played out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a big mm-hmm. one. Okay, well, I'm I'm impressed yeah. at how you connected them, and it, it was how different. Bravo, Jordan. Yeah. It's a whole new yeah. era when you go into writing your own theories, mm-hmm. right, Spencer? Oh, absolutely. Spencer wrote one. About the press. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, but I mean, it was so different from the original. 
I mean, you still tied the two characters together, but in a completely different way. Major props. I'd say it's more like two different types of French fries, right? Is it that different? No, but one's curly and one's crinkly. And I think got a crinkle in it. When does he, when does he become a male model? For two movies. Is that all? <laughs> okay. I, hey, I'm not kidding. I genuinely thought about trying to connect every role Ben Stiller has ever had into one long string of people. I love like the Stillerverse. The Stillerverse. Then he falls in such hard times, becomes a security guard at the museum. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walker Mitty is the gateway. Like, that is always yeah. a lot of different worlds. I haven't seen basically. that yet, but I really want to. Very good. After you watch Jurassic Park the second time, you should watch yeah, Walter <laughs> Mitty. Okay, so let's go back to the original. If I have any initial thoughts on that, try to separate what you just heard. I Have we all seen both of these movies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember okay. I the first time that I saw I saw Dodgeball before I saw Heavyweights. Because okay. um, was Heavyweights a, was it a it wasn't a di- it wasn't a decom was it? No, no, but it was no. on Disney like almost constantly. Yeah, yeah, I was a Nickelodeon kid, so I I blame that for a lot of mm. like lack of Disney intake from that era. We had a whole series on Two Chunks where we went through all of those. I saw Brink for the first time. Woo! Oh, of yes. <laughs> It was a blast. But I think, so I saw Dodgeball first, then I saw Heavyweights. And I remember thinking like, how lazy. (laughs) 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 Because it does feel, this does, so much of it feels like a bit of an alley-oop. It's what you do with it after, you know? It's the Mm -hmm. pizzazz when you're doing that theory. But not surprised at all that there is a theory here because it is the same. He's basically the same person. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Which, yeah. That is so I true. I don't, um, wanna, I don't want to give away. Yeah. I knew I grew up watching heavyweights constantly. My favorite camper was the British camper because I loved so much that he was able to answer all the history questions in the competition <laughs> with Camby and VP. Nerd. And I'm pretty sure he's also the one that brought sausage links hidden under his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Melted yes. chocolate. Melted chocolate yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it. Okay. This movie had such an imprint on my life that. When I saw the moment in, this is bad, when I saw the moment in Stranger Things when Hopper was going to hide food out in the wilderness for 11, I thought of heavyweights smuggling food into camp in that stump. (laughs) That's so good. It's the Uh, same. I assume Hopper went to Camp Hope. (laughs) <laughs> good, point. good point yep. good point um i i do believe though i because it has such an impact on me that when i first saw dodgeball i was going why why is this i'm looking at him and i've seen this character before i've yeah, seen yeah yeah him play this character before and um it was not too long until i remembered oh yeah it was it's heavyweights it's heavyweights yeah. and so i was just so glad to see Honestly, like a lot of people have written on this, and um, people have even put up the side by side pictures of of White Goodman, and then like the same actor. <laughs> These guys look so much. Look at their noses, dude. Hey man, yeah. Like, okay, my favorite theory that I gave a genius to that Spencer is still a little salty on is that uh, Ulysses Everett McGill from Over the Art Thou is the great grandfather of Danny Ocean. Okay. Danny Ocean, I love that. Back yeah. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. And I love it. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but, um, definitely, like, when you put this side by side, even like the hairstyle and everything, and mm. just like the attitude and all that, it's just so, it's very similar. And I, I really love that. But they have different facial hair. 
They do. Right. Well, one has facial hair and one has. So do you sometimes, though, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know who else you tie in? You know who else you could tie in with those two characters, though, pretty easily is Ben Stiller's character in Happy Gilmore. I don't even remember. He plays plays the orderly that is taking care of Happy Gilmore's grandmother, who's just a horrible Uh, person. That's right. I like when what he a picks jerk. up Happy Gilmore's grandmother and he's like, "Come on, you devil love." Yep. Okay. So we've had some we've got two theories, we've had some comments, we have some discussion. Does anybody have anything they want to like bring up or like clarify before? I need clarification on oh. Jordan's theory. Okay. Oh, uh, because... Please only rate the real theory <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <clears throat> Cuz Ben Stiller plays both Tony Poke Tony Perkis Jr. and Sr. Mm-hmm. When he is being Tony Perkis Sr., are you saying, I can't remember correctly, are you saying that that's an actor that mm-hmm. the politician dad hired? <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Amazing. Well, it's kind of like in The Prestige exactly where uh, Angier, um, Hugh Jackman's character, they hire a lookalike to play him on stage. Yeah. Bring it around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, connect them. Yeah. It's a whole cinematic universe. I love it. Okay. It's actually a distant sequel to The Prestige. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, don't drown you, in a tank. You must watch closely to dodge a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how cockney that was. Oi! <laughs> That's Christian Bale. Are you watching closely? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, I think that's a great place mm-hmm. to take a break, yeah. and we will be right back after these wonderful ads. So we are back. We are all, we've had a moment to get our giggles out because this is serious stuff we're about to get down. Yeah. We're going to rate these. Yeah. Not, I don't know about This yeah. theory, we're not going to rate Jordan's. Yes, he asked yes, for an omission oh. on that. Oh, Didn't we're not going to rate? That's just, that's just, at the. I don't want a rating on mine. Just like, where does it stand versus <laughs> okay, you okay, that's all right. I'm asking. <clears throat> yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't just deserve DM a rating after. until it's been <laughs> on Reddit. put on Reddit okay. for the whole world to scrutinize. Well, mm-hmm. I gave up Reddit. It's it made me too sad at all times. I can't. <laughs> anymore. Yeah, it's fair. such a, a bummer. Sad. Always it's a lot of sad. You okay, go on well, the sur- pro- you'd be like Survivor. This is for fans of Survivor, and then you click on one. And everybody's like, I hate Survivor. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh no! Oh no! That's my impression You're not of wrong. Reddit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's it. your impression. hardly nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of that over and over. <laughs> See, I'd go to that website. <laughs> oh, man. Good. How about, hey, Michael, can you just real quick remind us of our rating scale? Yeah, you got it. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. So who is ready to give us what they're thinking first? I'll, I'll kick things off. Okay. Floor is yours. Um, so as far as the original theory goes, I, 
you know, I give both of them grief for saying something is plausible simply because it's the same actor in two different movies that they're like, we had well, Jim Carrey in Sonic is actually Truman from the Truman Show, <laughs> yes, who his trauma from ex and Truman Show led him to become Dr. Robotnik yes. and, and all that. And they, I don't know, I was like- I loved it. No. But <laughs> go nuts for those. In this particular case, the reason why I'm going to say that I think that it is plausible is because they are essentially the same person. Sure. I mean, they are. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that as an actor. <laughs> I mean that as the character <laughs> in the movies. Um, and that that's why I have so much grief with some of the other instances is they're not like they're, there's not enough tying them together for me to at least consider it. But I think that they have, they have the same motivations, the same, uh, I mean, I, the almost Michael Scott level of, wrong uh <laughs> references and yeah being wrong about things that and, was a very good piece of evidence yeah, yeah. um That's and then yeah. i i don't have a hard time making this leap to say that it could be the same person so then what's your rating i said it's plausible plausible yeah. okay yeah good deal nice. who's next i see your leap and i raise you a genius oh i think Ooh, it's genius. i think I am discovering, and I've only just dipped my toes into theories, and that's probably because I don't use Facebook. I haven't used Facebook in a long time. But I think it's genius because I think when it makes the story better and like more enjoyable overall yes. to say that something is canon, like this makes me want to go watch Heavyweights and Dodgeball now. You and should. I think if it's, yeah, I think if it's lending and, and fluffing up, you know, the movies in general to have another watch, I'm, I'm all for it. So I think it's genius. I think they're both genius. The real one and the one that Jordan shared. That wasn't oh, his. Yeah. Jordan's is the real <laughs> one, one in my eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I, I have to give my determination on Jordan's as well. I think yours is just as plausible, if not slightly more so. Um, it's because just the I buy same Siri with a different hat on, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I buy the politician thing. I love that twist. And mm -hmm. um, the hiring the actor, that's great. But yes, I think you have a career ahead of you in theory writing, at least as long <laughs> hey, as it, <laughs> as long as uh, Ben Stiller is involved. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to make the Ben Stiller cinematic universe. Have you yeah. have you considered going into the Ben CU? <laughs> the Ben CU is very good. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. That was quick. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna Been give this one a genius as well. I think this All is right. really good. I think it absolutely enhances both movies. The nail in the coffin for me is the parallel misquoting of myths or folk stories. <laughs> totally. That is. Shocking yeah. to me. That feels <laughs> that feels on the same level as like Jeff Bridges playing Rooster Cogburn in True Grit, and then in R.I.P.D. he's like, I could just do Rooster Cogburn again, and then let him do Rooster Cogburn again. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hell or high oh, water. He really is kind of the same person yeah. there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go ahead and say um, I agree. This theory is genius. These, oh. these two men are, are one man. I mean, it, it definitely is. There's there's even things down to uh, mannerisms and uh, the way that they speak and that that is so similar. Mm. I mean, Spencer could come in here and do his normal grouchy thing and just be like, well, it's the same actor. And I'm like, but a good actor would have changed it up. But the fact that he kept them the same. He is a good actor. And he is an excellent actor. So I'm going to say the right. fact that he kept them very similar yeah. still tells that's me. That's why I didn't bring that, that up. That's his little, he's looking in the camera. He's not going to wink, though. Mm -hmm. But you know, mm -hmm. they're the same. So, you know. genius. 
<laughs> okay, I am actually also going to ride that genius train. Choo-choo. A lot of the same reasons that uh, you guys presented. It literally is the same character. There are too many things that you can compare that are one for one with each one. And especially like Spencer, you said the and uh, Doge, I believe you said this as well, the messing up the, of the jokes and and references like that. That for me just seals the deal. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving this one a straight genius. And Jordan, you get a preposterous. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, you, get, you get a genius. Oh, thank you. It was just as good. Maybe a little bit better. I'm also going to give it a genius. It's a genius for me. I picked this one on title alone because I read it and was like, <laughs> of course. Literally, of course. The same yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to be convinced at all. Like the theory mm-hmm. might have been like, the theory might have been like, guys, I'm starting to think that uh, Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers takes place in the same universe. And I'd be like, duh. <laughs> Good theory. <laughs> 100% true. Like this is, this is not only is it a great and well-written theory uh, mm-hmm. by our wonderful Reddit friend, CMFrank32, but it's also, it genuinely improves both movies when I think this. And I, yes. for me, I think that's rare for a fan theory to be so good that I hope it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there, there. I've even heard some that I don't want to be true, but I'm like, oh, it does sound pretty true, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. But, but the, this one is so good that I, if it, if they ever come out and try and shut it down, I will simply plug my ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Michael, the worst thing that will happen is that Reddit will delete your account, but it'll just come up as user deleted. <laughs> uh, it's just like so your, a lot your, of those user. Your deletes. impact, your impact will still be on the internet. Mm-hmm. Love that. Just anonymously. All right. Yep. Well, this was great. I loved it. That was a really fun one. Thanks for bringing that. And also for taking that leap of creating your own theory and, you know, having the confidence to share that with all of us. Real quick. I mean, we've already plugged like where everybody can listen to their show and everything. What are some exciting things that you guys have coming up on your show this year? Ooh, ooh, ooh. By the time ooh. this goes live, it will have already happened. Carter's mm-hmm. never seen John Wick. We're about to oh, start yeah. watching all the John oh, Wick movies. yes. We're recording three days from now as the crow flies our episode of the first John Wick, and Carter's never seen yep. it. I think he's going to like it. I watched I it I hope he's going to like it. Oh, he has oh, seen it. We'll keep that. I don't want to say I'll keep it. that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poker face. <laughs> yeah we've been doing the podcast for about five years together mm-hmm. and it was like year one felt like like there was talk of wick a little bit it feels yeah. like from the beginning but i was just like i'm gonna hold on to this because i think <laughs> these guys are the ones that i want to do this with and so i'm very excited to do so that leading all the way up to john year five of course that's when you're like all right i guess it's gonna stick it's john time, <laughs> time. <laughs> time now they're making a fourth one yeah, we should do it carter <laughs> i like I just want to talk to you about John Wick so bad. I wish you hadn't told me. Gosh darn you hadn't told me that you already watched (laughs) I'm so excited to hear these episodes. I've been looking forward to this for a while. (laughs) I'm pumped. That's great, guys. So make sure that you search for and find two chunks and a hunk. Yeah, but before you do that, you need to stick around because I just happen to have another fascinating movie detail that I found. You got so many Uh, of these. I, it's the internet is a, is a wonderful place. <laughs> Sometimes Spencer has made friends with Reddit, so he knows how to mm. s- speak softly in its ear, and it <laughs> and it gives him nuggets of wisdom. Yes, yes, sure. Yeah, and mm. and again, this hap- this is a, just a fantastic coincidence because I found this like two seconds after I listened to your episode on Cocaine Bear today. Ah. Uh, so again, we're keeping it relevant with with your show. This is very interesting. It kind of gets you in the mind of 
the intention behind the creation of the movie. And I, I'm very curious to see if you guys agree with this, what this this person's determination is, because I haven't seen it yet. But based on your discussion, kind of think how, how you might answer. But anyway, this person, Lord Ghosty 8, points out that in Cocaine Bear, a bear consumes a whole duffel bag of cocaine before going on a murderous rampage. This is a reference to how much cocaine you need to understand the plot. Hmm. 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 Is that like an accurate reference? <laughs> That's <laughs> prosperous. The plot or prosperous, not prosperous. Uh, what do you? What is preposterous? Preposterous. Yeah. That okay. plot preposterous. is, is yep. a no cocaine layup. needed. If you can't, <laughs> I don't know. If you can't understand the plot of Cocaine Bear. I don't think it's drugs you need. I think it's a quick nap. <laughs> I had a I had a Coca Cola while I was watching the movie, and they haven't put that stuff in that drink for nigh on a century. And I had an easy mm-hmm. time understanding it. So okay. seems preposterous right. to me. I think it's pronounced mm. neon. Well, Laura, we can we don't we can cancel our cocaine order from DoorDash. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, nah, we uh, on that, that note, <laughs> uh, this has been Fanthery Queries, and I'm Laura. I'm Michael. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. I'm Jordan. <laughs> and I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we finish up two chunks in a hunk week with Jordan, Carter, and Doge, who just said their names, by asking the question: Did Kevin McAllister from Home Alone grow up to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories.